What's happening, everyone? Welcome into the Fancy Stock Exchange. We got another mock draft coming at you. This time we are finishing, starting to finish up the NFC East. We're going with the Washington Redskins, currently hold pick number two in the 2020 NFL Draft. Danny, how you doing? Uh, doing well again, yeah. Me and Corey here, ready to bring you seven rounds, interactive uh, mock with the Redskins. We're going to be trading down, trading up, going to have some fun with it. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. This is a series we're excited to pump out to you guys. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you ready to kick this off, Corey? Yeah, let's. I want to mention one thing: is uh, if you're a fan of either of these teams, don't be afraid to give us feedback. We're not experts yeah. of these teams. I know even uh, scouting people in the media don't always know what uh, what every team needs, and sometimes the fan of the team knows better than the media player uh, person. So, uh, yeah, don't be afraid. If we if we do something that you don't like and you want to tell us about it, tell us why we're stupid, or yeah. give us some constructive feedback, go ahead and do that. But uh, yeah, let's let's get it kicked off. Heck, if you want to go in the comments and roast me for being biased against the team, because to be honest, I mean, uh, I'm a, I am a Cowboys fan. If you want to just go down in the comments, like rip me a new one, go ahead, because uh, we're definitely here to give you guys a good experience. So, uh, yeah, let's start this puppy off. So, uh, Bengals at one, take Joe Burrow. I mean, that's expected. Uh, now we're at two here. I mean, this is really where the draft starts for me, because say a team like wants to trade off or two. Uh, we have Chase Young staring at the, at the board. I mean, I'm good either way. Corey, what are you, what are you really thinking here for uh, a possible scenario? Yeah, uh, earlier in the process, I didn't think this was a pick that required much analysis at all. I think it was you take Chase Young and you don't think twice. But now with uh, some of the rumblings that they're doing their due diligence on two of themselves, maybe they're looking at a quarterback. Maybe they just want to leverage the pick to potentially draw trade interest. I'm not sure. But either way, it's definitely uh, in the actual during the actual pick in the NFL draft. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if they milk the clock and field some calls on uh, potentially Tua or Herbert, or if even someone wants to come up for Chase Young. Like you never know. Um, but as it stands right now, I think uh, you don't overthink this one. You stick and pick, and you pick the best player in the draft, and that's Chase Young. Yeah, I agree. In terms of uh, best player, best fit, uh, Chase Young is definitely a good fill here. Now, do you want to potentially explore an option with, say, the uh, the Dolphins at five? Say if they don't give a King's Ransom, we just take two – or not two, take take Chase Young. Do you want to explore it, or do you want to just go with Chase Young right away? If I had to guess right now, I don't think that they're going to be trying to trade up the Dolphins. I think they're okay with either two or Herbert, to be honest. So if they do, like, if they do try and trade up, one, I think it'll be most likely with Detroit. And two, I, I don't think the like I just don't think they're going to trade up in general because I I think the the Chargers are the ones that are really in on Tua and I, I actually believe some of the smoke of uh, that the Dolphins have Herbert ranked higher or something maybe that's stupid of me to believe that but I, I kind of I kind of actually believe it so I think um, I think there might not be as much movement for quarterback as we've seen in uh, past years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I was just playing a little devil's advocate, yeah. uh, devil's advocate again, advocate. Sorry, uh, I'm a little off. Again, yeah, Chase Young is the best player in this class. Uh, you're at two. I mean, maybe it's not your absolute biggest need, even though it says it right here. I mean, let's be honest here. Offensive tackle is their biggest need. But you go best player available. Chase Young is going to be a generational-type pass rusher in this league. So uh, don't overthink it. Take Chase Young at two. And, uh, yeah, count your blessings because that's, that's great value. Yeah, see, like I said, the um... – the quarterbacks were sticking picks five Tua and six Herbert. I, I, I do think whether those two quarterbacks go to those two teams is one question, but I do think that that actually is a possibility that five and six, they just stand pat both teams and get their quarterbacks. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, if 
By the way, Jordan Love at 23 to the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots getting Jordan Love is definitely an interesting fit. I don't think it's going to happen, personally. I, I don't think Bill Belichick particularly likes a quarterback like that. I think he'd be more interested in uh, Hurts, Fromm, even potentially Eason over, uh, over Jordan Love's style of quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, we both have him as our quarterback three. Uh, the, wait, what'd you see? The Bucks just took T. Higgins. Oh, <laughs> oh, the Cowboys took Jonah Jackson. Yeah, see, the Redskins don't have a second-round pick due to the Montez sweat trade. So um, finding uh, a tackle, potentially a receiver, some of their other rough. big needs is going to be a it's going to be a bit of an issue here. Uh, well, let's go take a look. By the way, uh, what was I mentioning? We got sniped on Matt Pert. That's who I was looking at. That's that's a great pick. I mean, you know how high I am on Matt Pert. Yeah, I mean, these tackles here just. I actually, I actually, I actually kind of like Isaiah Wilson. So, to me, I think he's going to go in the second round. Personally, I think uh, the league. I heard uh, Matt Miller Bleacher Report tweet out something that the league is very high on Isaiah Wilson, and they think he's going to be a, like a top sixty pick in the draft. So. To I mean, me, 66. Isaiah Wilson would be the pick here. Um, I think he's I think he's better than uh, Tag. I think Tag is going to fall because of medical stuff. So I don't think he's going to go this high. Um, yeah, to me, my pick would be Isaiah Wilson. Actually, can I see the uh, interior players real quick? I just want to see who they got available. I mean, Harris is probably the best one there, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, yeah I think Isaiah Wilson's a better prospect than Nick Harris is. I agree. All right, let's go uh, Isaiah Wilson. I mean, obviously, everybody's known by now that uh, Trent Williams has basically been on the block for over a year. I mean, he literally didn't play last year because he didn't want to report to the team. They're going to move on with him. It, it just depends on when at this point. I think he's probably going to be moved during the draft. So at this point, we may have an extra second-round pick if we were doing this realistically here because there's just no way he's going to be on the team uh, for the NFL draft. So what are your thoughts on uh, the Trent Williams rumors at this point? Yeah, I think if they if they're able to get anything for him, it's probably a good thing at this point. If they can get even like a third, second round pick, even like just just get rid of him. He doesn't. He clearly doesn't want to be there. I I heard there's reports that they're it's hard moving him because both camps are in different ends of the spectrum because the Redskins want to get good uh, compensation for him and Trent Williams wants to get paid as soon as he's traded. So those two yeah. things don't really match. Um, uh, from the perspective of the team that's trading for him, usually if you're gonna pay a guy, you you're usually not giving up as much draft compensation to get him. So now I was going to mention, uh, you're, you're a big fan of the bucks. What if they floated around 45 for him? Ah, man, that's the, the problem with Tampa is that Donovan Smith is a left tackle and he's lo- locked up for two years. And I know some people are like, Oh, we'll just kick him to the right side. I don't think it's that easy. I've never played offensive line, but I don't think it's as simple. Donovan Smith's been playing left tackle since his freshman year at Penn state. I don't think he can, uh, he could just kick over to the right side and have no issues. Like I, and obviously you're not going to send yeah, Trent yeah. Williams to the right <laughs> side because he's an all pro left tackle. So the problem with, with Tampa as a fit is like one, I, if he was a right tackle an all pro right tackle, I actually would be able to, I'd be willing to do it. But um, the, the left tackle thing, like Donovan Smith situation, it, it's, it's a little, it's a little murky. I don't know if I, I would do it if I was Tampa. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, just thinking uh, potential fits for Trent Williams. I mean, you can even look at a team like the Jets. Like if, if the if the Jets were able to land him uh, for their second round pick, I think anybody in that fan base who has watched their offensive line play over the past few years would do it in literally a second. So, uh, and although uh, you mentioned receiver before, we I mean, this is a really deep class. Let's go uh, take a look at who's available. I mean, there's a lot of guys here that I feel like 
could probably make it back to me in my next round pick that are kind of in a similar tier. Like maybe you take like an Isaiah Hodgins, Tyler Johnson, Colin Johnson, one of those guys in like round five. Uh, I personally here would probably look, look towards another position to really fill my roster, but uh, we could check the interior as well. Uh, Nick Harris, Nick Harris is screaming out to me right now as a, yeah, such a great fit. Can you check the tight hundred. ends too? I want to see. Yep. Actually, corner corner is actually a bigger need. Actually, now that they uh, traded Quentin Dunbar, that might be one of their biggest needs that they have. Oja Moody is a good player. Oja Moody is the one who's sticking out to me yeah. too. I think he's a great. I I that, I would sign up for that pick. I think he's in a a tier above the other guys that are there. I agree with that. I mean, as much as I like guys like Josiah Scott, Lamar Jackson, Dane Jackson, they're clearly, in my opinion. Uh, a tier below Oja Media at this point. So uh, getting him here is great value. So I think we might do- have to double up at corner too. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, their corners, they have uh, Fabian Moreau. They uh, drafted uh, Jimmy Moreland in the seventh last year. But um, from what I've seen and what I've heard, he hasn't. He didn't really play too well last year. So you definitely want to have um, a bunch of young guys. You could just let them duke it out in training camp and see who kind of wins the jobs. So for sure yeah, without Quentin Dunbar is a great player. I think he's one of the most underrated corners in the league. And I think the Seahawks absolutely stole him. So that was, that was tough to see. Uh, like they, they got him. What was it? A third round pick that they got him. Fifth, for? I think. I think. Fifth. Like fifth. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have given up a third for him easily. Like he's a great yeah. player. Uh, but yeah, no, we're back on the clock here. Uh, we can look Albert at the interior. I wanted to look at. Damn it. Oh, he went. Okay. Uh, Harrison Bryant looking good though. Harrison Bryant's looking good. I just want to take a look. Yeah, all the interior offensive linemen we would have wanted here are gone. Like yeah. the Nick Harris's, Sternberger's, or not Sternberger. I'm thinking of tight end. Uh, Logan Sternberg. Bredesen, yeah. Uh, I mean, as a Michigan fan, I saw him uh, play a lot. So, yeah. I mean, we saw tight ends. We could take a look back at wide receivers just to see who, who's yeah, kind of like a good fit here. Uh, I'm looking at Colin Johnson here. I think that's a really good fit for what they need. I mean, uh, you got Terry McLaurin, who's more of the separator. Uh, getting a big body out there uh, to really give Dwayne Haskins a, a, a big weapon on the outside. Uh, I think it's a good fit for their roster. What were your thoughts on that? Like, uh, to me, I think Harmon's a better pl- a prospect than Colin Johnson is. So I I would stick with Harmon as that kind of big-bodied like guy. So I'd be looking more at someone like Hodgins, Duvernay, or Cephas. Okay. I was going receiver here because I think more of a McLaurin, slot. to me, McLaurin is, is, is a separator and a deep threat. He kind of does both. He can do both for you. So um, if you're looking for a guy who's either a deep threat or a separator, that would probably be the, the route I would go if you're subscribing to the basketball team theory of building a receiver core. So yeah, I was going to mention a guy that I really like, I would, I would rather replace Harmon then I would replace a guy like Steven Sims. Cause I really think Steven Sims came on at the end of last season. And he's, he's like that, not, not a gadget guy, but he's like that speedy creative guy that uh, can play that role for your offense. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking. But if you want to go with uh, double down on that, I mean, it doesn't hurt to get another playmaker on that offense. They desperately need it. Yeah. I mean, I had a mid second round grade on Kelvin Harmon last year. I thought he was a great, great, uh, great talent. He was a top eight receiver for me. So I, I, I still believe in his talent and I know he impressed in training camp last year. I think he got banged up a little bit and might've stunted his growth a little bit, but uh, I'd still like to, because we don't have uh, that much high draft capital for, uh, for Washington, where the receivers are going to go in this class. I think a guy, a guy like Duvernay Hodgins or Cephas is, is definitely the type of receiver I'd want to take because I think they'll uh, fit well with, um, with those other two guys on the outside. Now, uh, in terms of fit, do you think Hodgins may be the best simply because he's more of like the big, the best possession guy out of that group? Would yeah, you say? I think Hodgins is probably where I'm leaning also. 
All right, let's, I think uh, Duvernay, Duvernay is a little too similar to McLaurin to me. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. Cephas is kind of like a separator who didn't test too well, which kind of worries me a little bit too. So Yeah, okay. Let's take Hodgins here. Uh, again, like that basketball theory, you want to build your lineup like a basketball team. You want to build your receiving room like a basketball team. They all excel in different abilities. I mean, you got your rebounder who can go up and get it. You got your point guard who's just an absolutely – absolute playmaker which i think uh, hodgins is yeah so i like that pick there uh we're back on the clock here at 162 we uh, josiah degar or deguara every single round five of these mock drafts <laughs> the bucks yeah i know yeah. oh javelin goodry going off the board uh and jr yeah. reed back to back like those were yeah. two two tough ones Even josiah scott as well i mean those are guys i really like here uh tight end looking like we could check it, but uh, this this slot corner class. Oh, that's, and, a, that's a lock pick to me. Yeah. Harrison Bryant in the fifth Easily. round. That's a that's an easy pick. Uh, this slot corner uh, draft, like nobody really mentions it as much as like obviously you're going to bring up the receivers, you're going to bring up the outside corners, but these slot corners are fantastic this year. I mean, you're getting a starter, a starting level player in the fourth, fifth round this year, which is just insane to think about. I mean, you got Josiah Scott, you got Javelin Goodrie, you got guys like that who are just going to be absolute Hill. values. Lavert Hill. Got guys who are just going to be values. They can step in right away and be your slot corner. So, uh, yeah, this is a really good draft if you need the, uh, that type of player. Of course, my team. Of course, my team. Uh, their cornerback room is basically all slot corners in Dallas. But yeah, definitely. I I might think of if I'm the Redskins here. I might be thinking I might go back to the corner position soon. Cause yeah, yeah because Jimmy Moreland didn't really develop too well from what I've heard from Redskins people. And, um, yeah, Fabian Moreau is, like, their only, like, notable corner that I can think of right now, aside from the guy we took already. Yeah. I mean, thinking we got Ojemudia, so we got more of a more of a yeah, bigger body outside yeah, corner. more of a long corner. Yeah. Lavert Hill uh, is kind of staring at me right now. Yeah. I think he'd be the pick. If I agree. Me. Give Jimmy I, Moreland some competition. I think Lavert Hill can play on the outside, too. I don't think he's limited to the slot. I mean, I watched him a lot at Michigan. I mean, he's a good player. Uh, I mean, Michigan's been spoiled with these corners recently. I mean, you got the guys like Jordan Lewis in the, in the past. You got Lavert Hill. I mean, uh, to me, like, Michigan corners typically come into the league and play play just the right type of game. And I feel like Lavert Hill really fits that mold. Uh, getting him here round seven, I mean, you plug him in. He has the versatility to play inside, outside. Uh, you pair him with Ojemudia. You pair him uh, with a young cornerback room. Uh, I really like the fit. Give them some competition. So uh, yeah, I don't think Lavert Hill's ever going to be a Pro Bowl corner, but I do think he can he can be a third, fourth corner for a team pretty steadily and not not get beat too much. So which is kind of what the Redskins need. The Redskins, my outlook on them for this season is I can I can imagine a world where they're like the 2018 Bears or the 2019 49ers. The addition really? of Chase Young makes their defensive line very intriguing their front seven in general because i think holcomb and if reuben foster can come back and um i believe they added another linebacker that's slipping my mind right now but their front seven to me looks like pretty good and then they have landon collins back at safety and if they can beef up their corner room i think they could have a very solid defense and then if they have a good defense like that maybe they can get um uh Dwayne haskins to be kind of like a game manager type and just get the ball to mclaurin and Harmon and um, uh, guys, if he's healthy, to, yeah, hand it off to yeah. Geis and Peterson and whoever else they uh, signed at running Bryce back Love and Bryce I Love, mean, yeah, exactly. Speaking of Bryce Love, I mean, if he didn't have the injury concerns coming out of college, he would have been a top two round pick. I mean, he was just fantastic in college. Again, he missed his whole rookie season, he's really coming back. He's a guy I really like the potential there. 
Uh, paired with Geis for the long term, I definitely don't think they're going to add a running back. Uh, no, I, mean, I wouldn't if I was them. I mean, they, they lost Chris Thompson. I could definitely see Bryce Love stepping into that role right away, like for if sure. he's fully healthy. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Redskins, uh, to me, uh, the make or break of their defense, I mean, they got the front. Like their, their front is fantastic. They got the edge. They got the interior uh, interior presences and Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, uh, guys like that. I the know. main... Yeah, exactly. The main thing for me that you saw with the Bears and you saw with the Niners in terms of like revolutionizing into a top defense, we need to see their inside linebackers develop like fast. Like if Ruben Foster is able to develop into the – He's talented enough to to anchor a defense. The problem is if he can get his head screwed on straight. But Cole Holcomb showed uh, pretty decently for – I believe he was like a late – like a day three pick, was he not? Yep. Yep. Uh, So – if you can develop him even into like a two down, like tone setter for you yeah. and you have like um, some sub guys and Ruben Foster and um, I, I, they did sign someone. It's slipping my mind. I mean, they signed, but um, um, who was it? Uh, I know they had Zach Brown at one point and then he ended yeah, up. Yeah, No, I think he's gone now. That was a while ago. Either way. I think they're, if you, you saw it with the 49ers, the 49ers yeah. had, had uh, high draft picks on their defensive line, Buckner and Armstead and Thomas and, um, Nick, Nick and D Bosa. Ford and stuff and those guys and they brought in D Ford in the offseason they brought in Nick Bosa in the offseason and then Fred Warner injected like yeah exactly Fred they brought in Quan Alexander Fred Warner and Quan Alexander was probably the best linebacking duo on a per game basis of the year I mean I'm gonna disagree with that but I mean they're, they're up there like they were yeah. fantastic yeah I, mean, I saw for, a lot of Quan Alexander in Tampa he, he's he's a great he's a great like run with your hair on fire type of yeah. running uh, linebacker but you need a guy like Fred Warner or Levante David yeah. to roll with him because they're more kind of like disciplined than yeah than, uh, yeah and disciplined than uh, yeah. Quan Alexander is but yeah I, I definitely like the the outlook of the Redskins this this year actually like I honestly I, think they can be like a top ten defense first team but I could I could see there's seven teams that can make the playoffs I it, honest to God it wouldn't shock me if they had a top eight defense and snuck at like a seven seed at like nine and seven with like Haskins kind of playing like all he really has to be if you have a great defense like that is uh 2018 Mitch Trubisky or 2019 uh Jimmy Garoppolo like you don't have to uh he doesn't have to take major steps to to have a good team like that if you have some talent around him which I think on the defensive side of the ball they do so now I'm not as high on them like I think they're probably more of like the nine ten type team but they're definitely not going to pick second again I mean uh their defense is just too talented to let that happen again they had tons of injuries uh and especially the thing that's going to make or break their season also like I mentioned the linebackers but we just need to see their offensive line actually stay healthy for one year yeah like every single year I swear at least four positions on that offensive line are played by backups like the at least four players that are starting on that offensive line get hurt every year. Like it's been a theme for like literally the past three years. I remember, uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, their defensive end, I forget who it was. Uh, I want to say it was Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen was the, scheduled to come in to play guard if they had one more injury. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, let's just – uh, Ty and Secchi on uh, on the Bills. He, I, th- I don't know if they re- they might have released him or something, but he got paid big money in the off season because he was their swing tackle and he was always playing because their starting tackles were always hurt. Yeah, uh, oh, man. <laughs> I remember uh, as a Cowboys fan, we kind of beat up on him, but uh, it's just kind of like the Redskins are like that team in the division. Like I hate the Eagles. Uh, I don't like the Giants, but like the Redskins are that team in the division where like every other fan kind of like has felt bad for them. Like they don't yeah, like this. That's the <laughs> NFC, the NFC South Bucks, basically. Yeah. No one really hates the Bucks in the <laughs> NFC South. 
like I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't hate the Redskins, but like obviously, like um, I don't want them to win. But it's like every now and then I'm like, oh, I'll throw them a bone. I feel too bad. Like they're always like the runt of the division. Uh, um, but yeah, if you're Redskins fans, don't don't feel offended. It's just playing yeah. around. But uh, uh, I like I like Trey Adams here. I think he can he can play both uh, inside and outside. Yeah, which is what I think. I mean, like you mentioned, the um, the uh, Redskins consistently have a lot of injuries uh, on their offensive line and having someone who has inside outside versatility will definitely not hurt them and I mean probably not smart to be picking a guy who has injury concerns for the Washington Redskins but they I think they they cleaned house on their whole medical staff so hopefully they got some better people in there yeah agreed I mean uh Trey Adams uh going from uh, Washington University of Washington to play for the Redskins I mean yeah exactly it's a story take him in the seventh round I mean at one point he was considered a top 20 top 25 type of talent injuries really like again he's not that same player it sucks to see but uh injuries have taken their toll on him but if if they get any sort of that uh say get him at 75 percent of what he uh was supposed to be I mean getting him in the seventh round here is really a good value for a guy like that so uh yeah, I mean, take take your shot. Maybe he regains some of that form, and uh, yeah, just roll with it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking like uh, we're out of picks for the team, so uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, let's wrap this up again. We're gonna show the draft board so you guys can kind of see uh, recap what uh, what exactly happened, our ideologies behind the picks. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll just check that after the Giants make the uh, Mister Relevant pick. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna grade our own performance if you want. Uh, per se but if uh if you disagree with our grades feel free to tell us that we got a c minus or whatever and we shouldn't have taken isaiah wilson he's a bum whatever whatever mm-hmm. you think um but i, I i'm gonna give this one a, a b minus i i don't yeah. i'm not the biggest michael uh uh Ojemudie fan but um i do i do think he has talent i think he can develop the problem with the that i have with the pick even though i think he was the best corner on the board at the time is that i think he's raw and the, the Redskins may need a corner that can develop Step and in. play right now. So, and honestly, what, if this were the way their draft shook out, it wouldn't surprise me if Lavert Hill beat him out for a starting job. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, I'm not particularly as harsh. I, I feel like every grade I've given so far has been a BB plus. And I think I'm going to stick with it simply because Chase Young is just such yeah. a talent. Like, I think that no matter what you do for the rest of the draft, Chase Young just – deserves at least a B at least yeah, your turn your team got instantly better yeah. when you add a player like that like Chase Young the grade I have on him is potential Hall of Famer coming yeah. out of school so if you if you have a player who's that highly decorated I've only ever given that out for three edge rushers Miles Garrett Chase Young and Nick Bosa the only three edge rushers I've ever given that a high of a grade to so now I think uh, Chase Young instantly makes your defense better he's going to make Montez Sweat better he's going to make Jonathan Allen better he's going to make Deron Payne better he's going to make Matt Ioannidis better if you guys still keep Kerrigan, which I would probably trade Kerrigan if I was the Redskins. I mean, like, see if you can get like a third rounder for him at yeah. this point. Rebuild. Or even a player. If you're trying yeah. to get some, uh, get a receiver for him, a veteran receiver, um, even like some, uh, yeah, young some, guy, some offensive line depth or something. Yeah. Uh, again, I was going to mention, uh, out of those three, you mentioned Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa and Chase Young. Uh, where would you stack them amongst that group? Cause I honestly, like I'm having a hard time not putting them at one. Yeah, Chase Young would be would be the highest grade that I've given. So yeah. he would be one, and then it would be Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with Chase Young, when I watch him, I mean, this can really sound like a cliche comparison, but I just see Khalil Mack. Like, it's hard not to. I mean, he's so – he's got a, a – not a slim – like, obviously, he's jacked, but, like, he's got an athletic frame. 
He's so bendy off the edge. I mean, he's so flexible. Like you see him just dip under tackles with ease. And the, the amount of power he has is just insane to think about. I mean, he is literally a f- freak athlete. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's just so fun to watch him. I think he can step in year one and honestly uh, have a Nick Bosa type of level of impact on your defense. Maybe even be sure. a Pro Bowler year one. So uh, yeah, getting him at two there. I mean, that really makes your defense in itself. Yeah, uh, I comped him to Julius Peppers. I like. Yeah. I love that comp. I heard Bucky Brooks say it, and I, I I loved it ever since he said it the first time. So I think that's a great comparison for him because Julius Peppers was more of a, a power guy than a finesse guy. Even though Julius Peppers is crazy is a crazy athlete, you you'd think he'd be more of a, a speed guy, but he was just utterly stronger than most people. So, um, anyway, yeah, let's we'll, we'll wrap this one up yep. and get out of here. But uh, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. We're uh, turn the notification bell on. We're gonna be coming at you with uh, all of the teams, all of the mock drafts. So if your team hasn't been, you haven't seen your team yet, it's coming. Don't worry. And um, yeah, tell us how we did. Make sure. Uh, Make sure you comment a uh, letter grade below. Tell us what picks swayed what uh, part of the grade. If you didn't like the uh, Isaiah Wilson pick, if you want to trade down at number two, like whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, again, this is uh, part three of our 2020 uh, team. Or not part three, sorry. But uh, part three of the NFC East of our 2020 NFL uh, team seven-round mock drafts. Stay tuned. I mean, we're going to be pumping these out throughout the draft cycle. So, uh yeah, I mean, we're, we're coming at you. So uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up, Corey? Uh, no, check out the website too, the fantasystockexchange.com. If you, we are only doing offensive uh, rookie profiles on there because we're a fantasy site. Um, so if you're, if you're a fan of the Redskins or any other team and you're, uh, you're, you see your player getting mocked uh, to your team a lot and you want to go research them, then yeah, you could definitely go do that if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the Eagles and you've seen them get Henry Ruggs a million times. I've written up Henry Ruggs. You can check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the fantasystockexchange.com. We got a lot of content. Uh, we're pumping out on there as well. So uh, uh, I think we'll get out of here. Uh, take yeah. it easy. Peace out, y'all.